Today's a special Black Friday show, and if you're lucky enough to not be in some line at some store out there, we have some soccer to talk about on today's SBI show. I am Garrett Cleverly. With me, as always, is Ivis Galarsep. How you doing today, man? Doing all right, man. It's uh, it's Black Friday. We, we're both recovering from Thanksgiving. I'm recovering from the uh, the food that knocked me out last night. And uh, unfortunately, much like all the stores out there that pull bait and switches on on customers, uh, I, I, I regretfully inform everyone that uh, we will also sort of be pulling a bait and switch. We will not be able to reach 100 shows by MLS Cup, unfortunately. Uh, we just couldn't pull it off with our schedules. And because of that, I don't think we will be having a party uh, like we had been planning for a long time now. That being said... I do plan to do a meet and greet. Uh, we want to have a meetup uh, on Friday evening. Uh, for those of you who don't know, you know MLS Cups in Kansas City. It's it's, it's next weekend. Uh, there are actually uh, multiple parties already scheduled and taking place on Friday evening. So, you know, when we looked at that and we looked at just the planning of it all and trying to get a party off the ground, uh, it just wasn't going to work. And uh, so we're going to back out of that and uh, we're going to try to do a little something on a smaller scale. Uh, a meet and greet, a meet up at one of the, hopefully, preferably somewhere downtown, one of the establishments downtown, ideally near where one of the other parties is taking place. So you can come join us for a little while and then go go off, off to one of the parties taking place that night. But I uh, just wanted to apologize to everyone who was hoping for a, a full-fledged SBI bash. I'm afraid we're not going to be able to pull that off this year. Hopefully come 2014, once we're, we're we're a little more established and uh, you know we, we've got the juice to pull it off, we will put it off, but it's not going to happen this year. Maybe we should just have the party for like you know preseason soccer in Arizona in like January, February. Yeah, everyone's going to show up for that. I think they would. You know, I mean, think about it. We can get everyone to get out of the cold weather, get some t-shirt and shorts, get working on your tan. So it's like a SBI spring break. Is that what you're trying? Oh to try? yes, that's what we should do. <laughs> we, yes, we should have an SBI spring break party. I like the idea, but I have a feeling spring break takes place when MLS season's already begun. So oh, then then we'll just we'll we'll go somewhere that has like a whatever no. team that has a Concacaf League game Garrett, on Wednesday. Garrett, Garrett, just relax, Garrett. We'll have fun <laughs> in Kansas City. You are for everyone wondering, Garrett is still coming to Kansas City. We are still going to meet for the first time. We are still going to do our first show uh, together in person for the first time. We're just not going to have show one hundred. Uh, at least not till the end of December, and we're not going to do a full-blown party. Uh, what I would say to folks out there is, from what I understand, uh, our boys over at uh, uh, Bumpy Pitch are organizing a party. Uh, they, they've done MLS Cup parties for a few years now. Actually, I, I uh, kind of joined with them, joined forces with them for that first party back in '09. They have since kind of, you know, taken taken hold of that, and they'll be having a party. Uh, the 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 details for that are, are not out yet. I don't. I think they're still actually working. Even they're scrambling. So that tells you something. Uh, if they're still scrambling to put it all together, I mean, you can imagine how tough it was for me and us at SBI to try to get a party together. It just didn't work out. And I'm going to blame MLS. You know why? I blame MLS because they moved the, ML, the MLS Cup from Sunday. It used to, it was it's been Sunday for as long. I mean, I've been, I've gone to every MLS Cup since 2002. And I really can't remember the last time it wasn't on Sunday. But they've moved the MLS Cup from Sunday to Saturday afternoon. That's kind of pushed everything back. Uh, I mean, there'll still be some parties, I'm sure, on Saturday after the game. But uh, 
it's kind of throwing everything out of whack. So Friday night, there's going to be multiple parties in Kansas City. Saturday night, from what I understand, Drake is performing in Kansas City. So that that's mm-hmm. going to make things uh, make for a circus uh, on the nightlife scene in Kansas City, I'm sure, as well. So I, I would just tell anyone, if you're thinking about coming to Kansas City and you're still on the fence, you absolutely should because I still think it's going to be a great weekend, uh, great festivities uh, surrounding MLS Cup. Uh, I just, unfortunately, we, we just weren't able to pull off trying to organize a party on, on such short notice uh, between the end of the conference finals and next week. So I, I apologize to everybody for that. We will. I'll, I'll repeat it. Mm-hmm. I am going to try to find, I am going to find us a venue uh, for a meetup, for a meetup. And we're going to do, actually, we're going to record our show. Ideally, if everything works out, we'll be able to record our show uh, at the at the meetup and then, and hopefully hang out with with some listeners uh, there, and then hopefully from there everybody goes off to their parties on Friday night. Yeah, well, you know, we'll get to 100 shows by the end of the year. Well, first off, Kansas City is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And, yes, it's going to be good for us to meet. But we'll get to 100 shows by the end of the year. For our first ever, you know, doing the show together, get 100 shows in for the whole year, Ivis, for you and I, from where I came when I was completely garbage the first couple of months, we, uh, we, did, we did pretty good. <laughs> 100 shows in the year is not bad. I think we did all right. I yeah. think we uh, – I mean, we might have set the bar a little high trying to get to 100 by the beginning of December. Uh, it just didn't work out. But it, you know what? I agree with you, man. It's funny. The other night I was listening. Oh, jeez. Uh, why? Listening listening to some old episodes. Why? But you know what it was? I was going back checking the music out on all the episodes just to kind of go through it. And keeping an inventory of all our uh, – we have never – for those of you who are unaware, we've had 94 shows. We've never – I've never used the same song. Uh, for the intro to the show, and that's that's by design. Like I wanted to have a different song, a different old school hip hop song, and by old school meaning ten years or older, uh, hip hop song intro uh, beat for for every episode. And we're gonna keep that going uh, right through episode one hundred. After F- episode one hundred, I think it'll be time to start recycling some beats. Uh, but yeah, listening to some of the older episodes and I, even the, I, Hey, I heard episode one the other day <sighs> and I gotta tell you, man, it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. And, uh, I, I'd say coming from that to that, to what we've been able to do lately, I feel like we've done, we, we've come a long way. Yeah. Uh, why would you listen to episode one? It's so bad. No, you know, it was just, I don't even know why actually, I don't really know. Uh, you know, maybe I wanted to hear Andrew Farrell's interview. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew was pretty good in that. So, and, and Walker Zimmerman, uh, our two first guests on the first episode. Uh, I was just going through them all. And I, I also realized that it's actually been about 30 episodes now since we've had a guest, something we are going to work to work on to snap in these coming days. Uh, we're going to try to get some uh, MLS cup related guests uh, from hopefully from RSL and Sporting Kansas City. In the episodes, uh, we're gonna have a few episodes between now and Friday, so hopefully we can work that out. Uh, just to you know, add, add some spice, add some variety. I know we're missing that. We've been missing the the guest element, uh, and and you know, I know people have been asking for that, and we will get that back. Uh, that's not gonna be a problem. We just need to you know start organizing it a little better. Uh, yes, we uh, yeah, you know, it will be good because hopefully we can get you and I can get some guy when we're out in Kansas City to get some audio for the show. And uh, include it into the show for for the game. We could do something like that. Um, Ivis, we've we've rambled on for way too long. Uh, well, we have nothing to talk about. No, we no, we, we do. We do stop it. We do have stuff to talk about. Mainly, the biggest one is Bob Bradley. Reports are coming out that he was interviewed for the Whitecaps. 
new manager position. I guess this would be pretty big if Vancouver could bring Bob Bradley back to MLS. Well, it is an interesting story. What I did find funny to me was uh, Thursday, as you know, it was Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So pretty much, it's it, it, you know, it's a big holiday in the U.S. There's no news. No one's really putting putting news out, except you had Vancouver, who is obviously in Canada. They were just dropping stuff left and right. You know, they 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 announced their their list of of waived players, which I'm sure for those Americans on that list was a bit of a bittersweet <coughs> day for them. I mean, if you're Brad Rusin or uh, you know Brad Knighton, and uh, you know you're trying to celebrate your your Thanksgiving and you come to find out you're not you don't have a team anymore. Uh, you know that was a little a little unsettling, but you had that in the morning, and then you had the news uh, reported by the province up in Vancouver that Bob Bradley has interviewed for the Whitecaps job. That is legit. I have had that confirmed, and uh, just to, just to say, it's not that it's it's not a, it's not a done deal. He's not coming. It's not it's not close yet. There's nothing to that point. But the fact that he's interviewed, I think, speaks volumes. Um, that you know he's that he would even be willing to open open himself up to that sounds like he's open to the idea of coming back. I mean, if you're Bob Bradley, you know he's no longer the coach of Egypt. You know you have to kind of you know do your due diligence, check out all the options that are out there. And uh, Vancouver would be an interesting one for sure because I mean he's obviously a, has a proven track record in MLS, and I think we know Vancouver has talent, so he'd he'd go to a team stocked with some pretty good talent. So you know what, if if Vancouver can pull that off they suddenly become a team to watch uh, in 2014. Yeah, it would and especially be pretty amazing because we, we talked about this on a couple shows ago about Rob Bradley. I mean, what's his next step before the Egypt second game against Ghana? Uh, I'm sorry, the second leg against Ghana. I mean, it's going to be impossible for him to come back, but we talked about that. I mean, what what's the prospects for Rob Bradley? Where can he go from here? I mean, obviously, you know, you and I, I think, and, and everyone else would love to see him land a really nice head coach position, uh, manager position in Europe somewhere, but... I mean, that still might be difficult because you haven't seen the American manager break through there. Yes, you've seen some guys, but, you know, Bob Bradley would probably be the biggest guy to land the job there. You know, and and I think, Ivis, it's going to cost Vancouver a lot to bring Bob Bradley back. I don't know. I mean, to me, it just seems a little ambitious from Vancouver to go out and get someone like Bob Bradley. I don't know. I mean, if if anything, I think, I I mean, when you say ambitious, I mean, ambitious is ambition is a good thing. And if anything, I think it's a little disappointing that other teams in the league have not followed suit. And I mean, as far as I know, from what my sources tell me, none of the other teams that that had coaching uh, opportunities or coaching jobs open uh, approached Bradley. So if 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 Vancouver is the only team that had the foresight to actually a- approach a coach with his pedigree, his track record at MLS, I mean, I think that's that's pretty crazy. It's crazy. I mean, considering some of the jobs that were opened up. I mean, I know some people talked about Bradley's name. I know the Columbus crew owner uh, couldn't stop mentioning Bob Bradley as the type of guy he'd want to talk to and go after. But from what I understand, he didn't talk to him. He didn't reach out. He didn't communicate. So uh, it, it just makes you wonder, you know, what what the what the kind of uh, perception is of Bob Bradley in MLS. Why why a coach with his success rate in MLS isn't doesn't have more opportunities, uh, you know, at his feet right now. But I tell you what, Vancouver, you have to give them credit. I mean, they still have to put up the money. They still have to convince Bradley to take the job. But So there's still a long way to go there. But if they do pull that off, I mean, you go from having a coach who, did, who didn't have experience on this level in Martin Rennie <clears throat> to having a coach with tons of experience on that level, a coach who's won an MLS Cup before, a coach who's rebuilt three different teams, 
uh, a guy who has the track record. So you know what? As much as as much as I, I still say Europe, you, you want to see him in Europe. Yes. What he, what he's done on the international level, he's already succeeded in MLS. You'd like to see him kind of blaze that trail for American coaches in Europe. But if 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 that's not there, if there's if there's no legit opportunity there for him, then why not come back to Vancouver? Why not come back to a team? A team that has money to spend, a team that's that has shown in the past, uh, you know, with you know, with their signing Kenny Miller, and, and, and some of the other signings in the past, that they 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 have money to spend. They're not afraid to spend it, mm-hmm. uh, and that that could set up for a great situation. Yeah, we hey, we we talked about that. I mean, Vancouver is one of those teams. Another one with Colorado, with lots of young talent. Can they keep everyone? Possibly could be good. And I think Vancouver most fans, Ivis, would clearly be happy with a little more stability throughout the season as opposed to Martin Rennie. Well, I mean, as we saw for two straight years, I mean, Rennie's, Rennie's white cap started well, had pretty good to really good first half of the season, and then absolutely collapsed in the second half of the season. And it was just crazy how you saw that happen two years in a row. And if you want to take it even further back, when Rennie, uh, his last job before MLS, when he was coaching uh, with the Carolina Railhawks, uh, there was a similar situation there where, where the team uh, had a bit of a collapse late in their in their run after running away with the league most of the year. And then crashing out in the playoffs, if I can recall correctly. Uh, but you know, Bob Bradley, he's been out of the club game for a while. I mean, he, you know, we're talking, uh, we're going back to 2007 now. I think uh, since he since he replaced uh, Bruce Arena. So <clears throat> it, it'll be interesting to see how he kind of readjusts and re and, and and reacclimates himself to MLS. I have no doubt he'll do well, but uh, it, it's it's going to be something to something to bear watching. And again, he doesn't have the job yet. He hasn't taken it. Hasn't you know? We don't even know at this point if he's even being offered it yet. But if it's not Bob Bradley, I I, I don't know who it could be. I mean, I th- I thought Richie Williams was a good candidate, but it doesn't. I'm not sure he's still in the mix. But if you're Vancouver and you can get Bob Bradley, you have to find a way to make it happen. Well, going from the former U.S. Men's National Team head coach to the current U.S. Men's National Team, U.S. Soccer announced their end-of-year 2013 awards. Josie Altador, named 2013 Male Athlete of the Year. Well-deserved, Ivis? I, I think so. I mean, he, he got my vote. Uh, for those of you unaware or unfamiliar with, with the criteria for that award, uh, it's basically a combination of, of your, your, your form of the year you've had for, for the national team as well as the success you've had on the club level. It's a combination of the two. Uh, and, and just looking at it from that standpoint... Um, Josie Altador with the year he had at AZ, uh, you know, first half of the year, and then the way he just absolutely crushed it in the summer. You combine those two things, and you have to kind of you have to give him the award. I mean, I think obviously Tim Howard and Michael Bradley for me were the other guys in the real in in true consideration for that award. But I think this was a year that you know you just kind of had to give it to Altador, even though yeah, look, you can make the point he's really had a really bad first half of the season with 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 Sunderland. Maybe that takes him down a notch or two, but I, I just think with the with the year he put together at Azad, the summer he put together with the national team, it, that that right there really put him over the top. And you know what? If it would have been Michael Bradley, I would not I wouldn't have had a problem with that. Same with Tim Howard. I think they were all worthy, but I think just with the the just the out outrageously good stretch that that Altura had the first six months of the year. You kind of just had to give him that award. And Josie breaks Dempsey's two-year running streak. Donovan was two years before that, so he breaks the vice grip of uh, the stranglehold Donovan and Dempsey 
uh, had on it. They also announced Ivis, the young male athlete of the year. That was Will Trapp. Thoughts on that? I, you know what? I did not agree with that one. And I was actually a little surprised by that because here's my thing. Nothing against Will Trapp, right? I mean, I give him credit. He, he did develop into a regular starter for Columbus at the end of the year. Uh, did pretty well for himself in that regard. But for me, uh, Shane O'Neill, I just thought was a better option. I mean, it, okay, whether it's the international level, if you want to talk about the U-20s, Shane O'Neill was better than Will Trapp at the U-20 World Cup, period. There's no – I don't even – for me, you can't argue it. I don't think Will Trapp did, did that well. Um, I thought he struggled. Um, and then if you want to talk about in the club level, Shane O'Neill was a regular starter on a playoff team uh, playing center back. I mean, as, as a you know, starting center back for the Colorado Rapids, uh, Will Trapp uh, starting midfielder for a team that did not make the playoffs, the Columbus Crew. So uh, I thought O'Neill was better. I thought on the club and international level, for me, Shane O'Neill got my vote. Uh, but you know what? For whatever reason, I guess more just more people thought Will Trapp deserved it. It, it, you know, and it's an impressive list to be on because when you look at previous winners, I was the Young Mill Athlete of the Year. I mean, you see guys like Eddie Johnson, Josie Outer, Michael Bradley, Sasha Kleshen. I mean, Luis Gill, 2009. It's crazy to think even he's still that he's young still. It's, it's that freaks me out a little bit. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, lots of other options with uh, with other players and Will Trap. Um, the woman, Abby Wambach, wins the award. Uh, you know, it's I think it's a toss up between her, Alex Morgan, Sydney Larue. I mean, all three of them are so good. Yeah, I think that was a bit of a sentimental pick, you know. I mean, obviously, she set the record this year for goals. Uh, you know, she 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 broke Mia Hamm's record uh, or tied it, broke it, uh, whatever, set the mark. I think that I think that's weighed on people's minds more than anything else that she did. But I mean, if you look at the year as a whole, and you're just looking at the accomplishments of the year itself, I mean, I, I feel Alex Morgan was the kind of a clear choice. But you can understand why there was a sentimental aspect to it. Uh, so, I mean, you can't really knock it. I mean, I, I don't think you're going to hear anyone complain. Alex Morgan certainly is not going to complain about it. Abby Wambach, she's a, you know, she's a uh, she's a legend. And, and, you know, this year for her to break that record, uh, you, you kind of understand why that would kind of pave the way for her to get this award. Yeah, and you're right. Alex Morgan, Sidney LaRue, and a lot of the other wonderful players for the U.S. Women's National Team, I mean, they have tons of years ahead of them to win to win this award. Ivis, moving over to college soccer, the third round will be played on Sunday. Lots of uh, interesting matchups in the second round. Some teams. Akron is out. Defending champs. Indiana lost in the first round. But going into the third round, Ivis, you have you st- you posted the big board on your website. Soccerbyivis.net. Everyone could check out the list of college players that Ivis has on his big boards. A lot of them are still in the tournament. They're alive, competing for the national title. Going into Sunday, Ivis, what are you going to be looking for Kind of give us an early preview of the third round of the NCAA Men's College Cup. Well, we're down to the Sweet 16, and uh, you know you had a couple of mild upsets in the uh, in the round of 16. I mean, Akron losing to Marquette, yes. not really a big upset. Uh, you know, Marquette is the Big East champ, and you know Akron is not the Akron of of the Caleb Porter era. You know, they they lost obviously all so many standouts from the the, the previous season, guys that we've actually just just talked about, guys like Will Trap. Uh, DeAndre Yedlin, uh, Scott Caldwell. I mean, it, it just just it just shows you just how much talent Caleb Porter was able to, uh, uh, you know, stockpile there when he was the coach. But uh, looking at who's who's around and who's still alive, I mean, there's going to be some good matchups. Uh, noted for me in Notre Dame Wake Forest. I mean, if you're if we're talking about you know you want to talk about a match with some pro prospects, some players who are going to be playing in MLS uh, in the near future, that game has. 
serious talent on both sides. I mean, whether you're talking Harry Ship at Notre Dame or, you know, Sean, uh, several guys on Wake Forest, Sean Acoli, Luca Jimenez, Jared Watts, uh, you know, some serious talent there. Uh, and then uh, you want to talk about a match like UCLA-UConn. Uh, UCLA obviously is the number one seed. Uh, UConn comes in unseeded, but they're, they're still stacked with talent. Uh, some some of the top freshmen in the country are going to be featured in this match. Uh, you know, Kyle, Kyle Laren is a generation Adidas target uh, on UConn. We obviously know about Andre Blake, the best goalkeeper in the country for UConn. But UCLA, with their talent, with their with their attack, the the, the best freshman class in the nation, uh, they're still going to be favored in that one. But that 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 probably for me would probably be the best match of the uh, of of the round of sixteen. But it's you know those aren't the only ones. I mean, Michigan State, Georgetown's another one that, that, mm-hmm. that we're talking about. Serious talent. You know, you have Steve Newman on Georgetown, uh, Brandon Allen on Georgetown and their attack. But then you have Michigan State uh, with uh, Kevin Cope leading their defense uh, and their goalkeeper uh, at Michigan State's one of the best goalkeepers in the nation as well, uh, Tyler Miller. So, you know, that that's going to be a, a, a good one to watch uh, if you can see it or if you can go watch it. Uh, just from the standpoint of Georgetown's attack versus Michigan State's defense. Uh, looking at some of the others, you know, Marquette, Virginia. Uh, Marquette, you know, is coming in feeling good about not only winning the Big East, but now knocking off a respected program like Akron. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're an experienced side. They, they've they, they've got some good uh, – they've got an interesting mix because they, they have a lot of veterans back from last year's team, which did well. But they also have a few, you know, a few young guys that have come in and, and, and added some spice to that – to that lineup, and then you have Virginia, who's just turned it on after after a pretty poor start to the season. Uh, you know they've been one of the best in the country over the last two months, and uh, they also have some young talent, uh, some some quality guys. Uh, I think I believe one of your is Jordan Allen, uh, one of your guys. Uh, Academy guy. Actually, yeah, there's there's actually three guys in this game. I'll be watching this game. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the <laughs> that's the. The Casa Grande Cup, pretty much. Pretty much. Coco Navarro, Marquette. But, yeah, uh, uh, Jordan Allen plays for Virginia, and so does another guy, Riggs Lennon. Um, but, yeah, Jordan, right. Jordan's a really good player. Jordan Allen is is, is a future star. If you're yes. an RSL fan, uh, from what I understand and from what I'm hearing, I'm hearing rumblings, Jordan Allen is going to be present, going to be uh, offered a, gener- uh, a homegrown player contract. Uh, he's He could be the next one to go, the next homegrown a player added to RSL for next year, uh, so keep an eye out for that. You can watch that match. Uh, if you need help seeing that match, get a hold of Garrett. I'm sure he's going to figure out a way to watch it. Well, everyone. Well, if anyone wants to know where you can watch these matches, you can watch them. They're all they're all free online. So the easiest way just to make everyone's life simple, just go to Google, type in NCAA Men's Soccer. It's the first link on Google. Click that. Yep. The video. The, they don't have video for every game. Uh, so far they've had. Well, I guess the games I've watched. Maybe not every game, but. You can still yeah, check no, here, though. Click. Not, it goes to the home page. You can see score updates on NCAA.com. You cannot see the video game, the video streams because not every game has video streams. Yes, not every game. But you, if you want to check, though, go to that webpage, click bracket. Bracket will come up. Just click the matchup. And as I have said, there's a, they'll have a couple of links. They'll have, like, game, t- d- game details, watch video. I mean, some of the bigger schools have them and stuff like that. Or you can follow them on their Twitter feed. So there's lots of other stuff. I, I was moving down to the other bracket, though. I mean, you still have some big teams left. I mean, look, the Pac-12 has looked outstanding in the College Cup so far. Washington advances. Uh, California advances. And Stanford beats CSU uh, Northridge. I mean, that's a pretty big upset right there. Probably the biggest one on, on the weekend. I mean, as far as mm-hmm. the other games down below, I mean, anything else that you that you see that you're intrigued by, you know, with New Mexico maybe, Coastal Carolina, anyone else? 
Okay, just to clarify, uh, Stanford beating Cal State Northridge is not an upset by any means. That's uh, you know you can't just look at seeds and say, oh, this unseeded team beat a seeded team, so it must be an upset. Absolutely not. Stanford's a good team. They beat Cal at the end of the year. They have the credentials. Any team in the pack, any top team in the Pac-12, is going to be comparable, if not better, than Cal State Northridge. And Stanford showed it. They come in with some momentum, but it's tough to go against Washington. Washington's finished the year really strongly. They beat, you know, they handled Stanford when they met. So, you know, I think you have to give the edge to Washington there. Uh, another Coastal Carolina, California is a good one uh, to watch because Coastal has a really good offense, really good attack. But then you have Cal with the the best center back tandem in the nation uh, in Christian Dean and Steve Birnbaum talking two guys both near the top of the SBI draft big board. Uh, Christian Dean is, is right now for me. Right now he is the number one player on the big board. Uh, a, a left-footed center back generation Adidas target. And then you have Birnbaum, who's arguably the best senior in the country. So it's going to be up to Coastal to see if they can find a way to break through that defense. And, and you know, they have the talent to do it, you know, led by Pedro Ribeiro, uh, the, the the tall and talented uh, Brazilian-born midfielder. Uh, that one, for me, I think is going to have fireworks. So if you can watch that that Coastal, uh, Coastal Carolina-California game, I think that one's going to have a lot of action in it. Uh, moving on over to Maryland, UC Irvine. Uh, it, it's tough. You don't really want to sleep on UC Irvine because, you know, they, they've, they've had some really good results this year. But I think for me, Maryland is really rolling. And right now, you, if you're looking at the entire field, Maryland has the look of a champion for me uh, more than any other team. I think they've really put it together after that rough start to the season. Uh, you know, when you start the year with two freshman center backs, it's going to be rough going early on. They've gotten through that. Uh, they have the attack. They have Patrick Mullins, who's obviously the you know arguably the best player in the country. They have they have, uh, you know Zach Steffen, freshman goalkeeper, who people still aren't really talking about, but who is absolutely that good. He is a future star, and I think this is this tournament's really going to be coming out for him. So, uh, you know that I, I tell you what, these are some really good matchups um, in on this side of the bracket. You also have New Mexico, Penn State. Uh, I got to give the edge to Mexico there. You know, nothing against Penn State. Penn State did did well to knock off UCSB and and end their hot streak at the end of the year. But uh, I, I think I just have to go with New Mexico and, and the experience that they have. Their defense, led by Kyle Venter, uh, is going to be pretty tough to, tough to tough to break down. And uh, last week, Avis, you put up your SBI, your big board MLS draft. I think you had 40 guys on there. Um, you said you're going to update it every uh, – I'm sorry, it was 50 guys. You put 50 guys up there. You said you're going to update it every two weeks. Uh, but as far as the first two rounds, though, has anyone caught your attention? Has anyone kind of risen up your draft board, someone that you're kind of now starting to look at a little more closely? Well, to be honest, I don't think for early round games are the type of situations that uh, necessarily move guys up too far or knock guys out too far because – you know, a lot of times those are you know mismatches or or, or not as much stock is put into them. Uh, I would argue, I would one one player I would point to who I think turned some heads uh, and, and maybe confirmed some questions about him is is Tommy Thompson, uh, the Indiana freshman. You know, they obviously lost in the first round to Akron, but his play in that game I think really solidified his standing as a player who most people see as a high first round pick if he goes into the draft because there's still some question about is he a homegrown player for San Jose? Is he not a homegrown player? San Jose swears up and down he's a homegrown player for San Jose. They they, they believe they have a rightful claim to him. They are absolutely claiming him. But from what I'm hearing, that, that might not hold up. If it doesn't hold up, Tommy Thompson will go into the draft and will absolutely be a top 10 pick. 
could be a top five pick. I mean, there are some teams that love Tommy Thompson. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen him play, he's a real uh, exciting, a speedy winger type left winger. He played. He's been playing as a forward for Indiana, but he probably projects on the next level as a as a left winger slash second forward. Uh, but he's just a dynamic player. He can break people down. He can beat you with pace. He's technical. He, he's got the goods, and he's only I, I think he he's eighteen at at most. He, he might still be seventeen actually. But he I mean he's here's one where you know I, I think there might be anyone who had some questions about him and that was able to see that Acre game and see what he was able to do there. I think turned some heads. So I mean other than him, you know it, it's it's still early. I think once the dust settles. Now, once you get to these these bigger rounds, round of 16, quarterfinals, final four and final, these are the rounds where you're really going to make some hay and you're really going to put push your, your stock up or maybe hurt it a little bit. Uh, so I think it's a little early to, to say that any of these early rounds have cost anybody or really boosted anybody. Well, since this is technically the midweek show, Ivis, we need to do some SBI Q&A. As always, everyone can send in your questions on Twitter, hashtag ask the SBI show at any time. Ivis and I always check. First question, Ivis, comes from Scott Utterson. Will Zardis make his U.S. men's national team debut in 2014? Uh, I think it's a little early still. Um, I mean, you know, I know there's a January camp, but I don't think I don't think I, I think he's still a little raw. I think he still has a little bit, quite a bit to learn to get to that point. Uh, I think maybe you know when you want to talk about 2015. Uh, he's someone, you know, if he keeps developing, if he has a strong year next year, the what like I think he will have. I think, end of, and you know what? I think end of 2014, potentially, if he has a big year, I could absolutely see a November call-up for him. So I would say uh, improbable, but not impossible. I, I'd put it, I'd give him like a 30% chance of making his debut in 2014. Well, I, I okay, I'll, I'll, I'll add on to this question, and you just mentioned it. Does he get invited to the January camp, though? No. Okay. I, I think that's a little early. I think I don't think you know. I think there's some other guys who are probably in a better position to to get a call up. But if he did get a call up, you know, I think it'd be it'd be an exciting thing to see because I I think people who listen to the show know that you know I've rated him for, from from day one as someone who, who could be, who's you know could be a really a breakout star in the league. He's still a little raw though. He needs a little developing. So I think it might be a little early to call him up. I guess the next question comes from Robert Wilson. How do you protect? Excuse me. How do you predict where a goalkeeper goes in the draft? He's talking about the college draft in uh, January. Blake is a top prospect, but someone like Johnson, will he go later? Well, to be fair, I don't think it's I don't think it's all that fair to compare Andre Blake to Sean Johnson in terms of where they were coming out of the draft. I mean, just to give you an idea, uh, when Sean Johnson was coming out, I had him rated I think after twenty, I had him somewhere between twenty and twenty five on the big board, so he wasn't really projected to be. A high pick, uh, you know. Andre Blake is someone who, skill wise and, and ability wise, rates out to be a top five pick. Uh, but I do, I will say, I agree in the sense that it, it's really tough to project um, goalkeepers where they're going to be drafted because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times teams, you know, don't necessarily want to take a chance on a guy uh, who's that young uh, using a high pick on a guy that young. I mean, it's happened. Obviously, Philly did it with Zach McMath, uh, you know, a few years back, but. Um, I think in the case in, in this year, this year with the fact that Andre Blake is in the, is likely to be in this draft, I think it, I think it's safe to say he's going to be a first round pick. I think he's a top ten pick. I think there's enough teams out there who can use some depth at the goalkeeper position. I mean, hey, you look in New England, right? I mean, Matt Reese. How much how much longer does Matt Reese have to go? You know, I think you want to talk about 
you know, someone someone that whoever picks Andre Blake isn't likely going to be drafting him to come in and start right away. You want to have him come in, have him develop, uh, you know, put a, a year or two in uh, as a backup to learn the game on the pro level. Uh, but I think he will be taken in the first 10 picks uh, and quite possibly the first five picks of the draft. Next question comes from Nathan Martin with Sporting Kansas City. They are the best defense in ML- I'm sorry, Avis. The best defense in the MLS who have appeared in 11 of 18 MLS Cups and is 7-3. He asks, aren't Sporting Kansas City... Fuck, let me retake that. Rewind that whole thing, dude, because that did not make any sense. What you just I don't know. I, I put you that. Okay, three, two, one. Ivis, next question comes from Nathan Martin. He's talking about Sporting Kansas City here when he says this. He says that in MLS, the team with the best defense has appeared in 11 of 18 MLS Cups and is 7-3. and three. He then asks, aren't Sporting Kansas City the favorites? Well, I, I, I would say they are. They're the favorites. I mean, I know some people might look at uh, RSL and, and the fact that they were from the West and they've won an MLS Cup before, so they're you know maybe they should be the favorites because they have more experience on the championship level. That's fair, but for me, I just think and I've been saying it for a while now. Kansas, Sporting Kansas City's defense gives them the edge in a in a well, that and actually obviously being the home team. I think being the home team and having the defense that they have, I think plays into into their what should should be their ability to stifle RSL and to make life difficult for RSL's attack. And I just think uh, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a close game, but I don't think it'll be a blowout by any means. But I just think KC's defense is going to be a little too tough. And I think they have enough in attack, especially with Benny Failhaber. If he's on his game, if he's on his game between Failhaber, Zussi, Sepong, and and, and uh, Don Dwyer, I think they'll have more than enough to, to break through and, and, and score a goal of their own. And I'll tell Nathan Martin this, man. Those stats, those are just details, dude. Just details. I don't know. There's something to be said for that. I mean, if de- it's like the old saying in, in American football, defense wins championships. And I think it, it holds true in, in, on the MLS level as well. In MLS, I think if you have the best defense in the league, uh, that defense carries well. Defense translates well. Uh, and I think KC, you know, I think they're going to show and prove. It, yeah, it's going to be a good game. I'm excited to go, man. It's going to be a good time. Just uh, try to try not to wear too much RSL swag. I won't be, dude. I, do you know how cold I'm gonna be? I'm gonna have like five shirts on and like two sweaters, and then like maybe like a trench coat after that. Yeah, I don't know about a trench coat. I don't think that's a good look for you. Oh, really? I I don't, I've never worn a trench coat before, so I have, well, we, I have no idea. I've never had to. Well, if you have that sketchy mustache, then you definitely don't want that. No, no, I'm growing the full beard. Like I'm trimming it down. You know, I'm keeping it organized. I have a couple patches, but it's coming pretty good. Yeah, don't wear the trench coat. It's not gonna be a good look. You're gonna be getting some, uh, some <laughs> little young girls are gonna be screaming and running away from you when they see you. Why is that? Uh, trench coat and sketchy beard mustache combo. Not a good look. <laughs> yeah, well, I've never worn a trench coat before, so it, it could look good on me. Obviously, I mean, come on, I'm still wearing t-shirt and shorts out here. I don't know who a trench coat looks good on. To be honest with you, really? I don't know. Huh. Maybe I watch too much Seinfeld. Everyone wears one in Seinfeld. She's well. Yeah, that was also twenty plus years ago. So, awesome. David, that show is still relevant. Oh, that show is so great. Uh, well, Ivis, man, that wraps up the Q and A. Yep, there it is. And uh, you know, it's. Uh, I think we have another show in the can, episode ninety five. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, I I must say I feel bad that we're not gonna get to under shows by MLS Cup, but if anything, it's gonna allow us to take a little bit of a break uh, over this next few weeks and spread the shows out. 
and get ready for 2014, which I think is going to be a great year. Yeah, I'm excited, man. It starts off right away. I mean, you said it best a couple weeks ago that even though the MLS Cup is next next Saturday, uh, I mean, teams are already going to be starting to prepare for uh, for the draft, and then all of a sudden it's Christmas, New Year's, and then boom, the draft happens like two weeks after that, and, and preseason opens up a week after that. I mean, it's it's incredible how the off season has now come down to pretty much two weeks, which is like the school two weeks, winter holiday of Christmas and New Year's, and that's it. Not even, man. I mean, there's, yeah, there's not much of an off season to tell you the truth. When you're dealing with the American soccer and MLS and the national team, and it's just, for me, this Black Friday is like one of the days, one of those rare days when there's just not anything going on soccer wise. So, so it's it, we definitely got to take advantage of that and try to relax and rest up a bit because it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy crazy next six to seven months. Uh, yeah, I I uh, I can't. Are we going to Brazil? Is that the plan? Uh, I'm going to Brazil. I don't know where you're going. I might uh, I might have to tag along with you. You might. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you'll fit in my luggage then. <laughs> Actually, so. I'm I'm trying to view this. My brother's doing study abroad in Chile. So I'm gonna to try to use that as an excuse to like get down to Chile and then try to figure out a way to get to Brazil. Well, if you get through, if you get there, let me know. We'll work it out. We'll hang out. We'll hang out in Brazil. I'm gonna be in Brazil for a while. I'll be there, co- you know, covering the World Cup for Goal.com, and uh, we'll we'll have uh, SBI. We'll have a co- most likely have a correspondent in Brazil. Uh, but yeah, you won't. That won't be you though, unfortunately, Garrett. But I'll Thanks. be there. Uh, I'll be there for a while. I'll be uh, hanging out with my grandfather who lives in Brazil. Uh, I'll be sticking around a little bit after the tournament. So, you know, if you want to roll through and uh, check out some sites in Brazil, let me know. I know. I, I want to so bad. I don't think I'll be able to make it. Actually, yeah, next six months are going to be pretty wild, man. There is going to be – we're going to have like – I'm just thinking about it. Man. Next next couple months are going to be fun. I can't wait. Yeah, man. It's going to be a, it's going to be a blast. You got MLS Combine, MLS yeah. Draft in January. You have U.S. National Team Camp already in January. There's there's rumors of USA Mexico, a USA Mexico game in, in January. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be in Cali or in Arizona or not. Not quite sure where that's going to be. Played, it should but, be in AZ. Uh, I don't know where it is. I don't know where it's going to be, but I, I think I could. I very well could be there. So uh, it's the 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 year is going to start off quickly. So well, it, we want to try to enjoy these few these few kind of quiet weeks around the Malesco. Well, yeah. Well, hey, it should be in Arizona, especially with all the preseason soccer. You got to come out for that, man. Uh, we'll see, man. We got to find a sponsor. We got to find a sponsor to to pay for the for the you know the, all the travel and everything. So we'll work that out with our SBI show uh, advertising deal. We're gonna eventually, hopefully, get to. You can just stay at my brother's fraternity house down in Tucson if you want. Well, not a, yeah, not after the, the way you described it. <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, to have a couple beers and you're not gonna really think about it that much. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> well, I'm letting you know the possibilities are there if you want it. I think I'm a little. I'm. A little, you know what? Hey, I love. Co- I loved college. <laughs> I love the experience. I think I'm a little old to be hanging out at frat houses. I mean, I could. I mean, I'd love to, but <laughs> I put, dude. Sure, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure people are like who's this? Who's this old dude here? <laughs> I like. I, you know what? I, I, if I rock my, if I rock one of my fitted hats, I could probably get away with it. Dude, I I felt old. When I was there, yeah. If you, yeah, if you felt old there, I would just feel ancient. I'd feel like I, like I time traveled or something. Yeah, like I was like looking at all these like young nineteen, twenty year old kids, and I was just like, God, I used to be that dumb at one time in my kids, life. Kids, i.e., girls. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, nice try. No, <laughs> there's guys and girls. Stop it. 
<laughs> uh, I'm sorry, man. That that wraps up the that wraps up today's show, buddy. You uh, you have a good time. Get back to your shopping. Sorry, I had to pull you away from that. So shopping, more like sleeping, man. This couple of days is basically catch up on sleep after not sleeping much over the last three four months. Yeah, I uh, I slept in today one of the first time, dude. I was hurting, man. I played football yesterday all day. I was, dude. I was hurting yesterday. I was hurting all night. I got some good sleep this morning. All, all night <laughs> I slept in. I remember those days. Yeah, dude. Do not, do not miss those days. Oh no, it's too much fun, dude. Me and my brother, these guys host this huge turkey bowl game. It's 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 pretty fun. Um. Anyways, though, man, that uh, yeah, that that wraps up the show. So I'll let you get back to sleep, Ivis. We'll catch up later, and we'll we'll have a show. Uh, we'll have a show, I believe, on on Monday. We'll we'll recap all the College Cup action and all the weekend's uh, action as well. All right, sounds good. And as always, everyone, thank you for listening to this show. Uh, Ivis and I will keep you updated on all of our Kansas City activities throughout the week. Uh, once as uh, as always, thank you for listening to the show. Enjoy the weekend. This is the SPS Show.